spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy! Happy, happy! Friday, 11 days, but who's counting? <laughs> I am. We all are. This portion of the show is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. Yep, got 11 more days of people watching ballot boxes in Arizona, apparently. Speaking of ethics. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to return. There's a reason. Uh, U.S. District Court uh, judge uh, Michael something will not approve an emergency injunction to stop ballot drop box monitors. Those are the losers out there in their war pants and in their tactical gear. And they're covering their faces, mostly because they're ugly, Uh, not because they don't want to be seen. Those guys are probably heading back uh, out to, to Mesa. So... Why would a judge reject this? Joining us now is our buddy, Barry Markson. He's an attorney. He's a lawyer. Uh, are we paying him for this? Because he's a high-priced lawyer. He is a high-priced lawyer. And Monica him. wasn't available. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Barry, tell us uh, what the judge was thinking here. And why, why doesn't this fall under the way that they're dressed and they're watching you? Why is that not uh, intimidation? Well, the, the judge, he's not, he's saying it, 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 even if it is a little bit of intimidation, although he doesn't think that's been established, he's, he says he can't balance that or craft an order that would not violate the people who are watching their, their First Amendment constitutional right. He's saying that they're, by, by standing there, and, and really the, the cases against this group called Clean Elections USA and its founder and, and things that she's posting and, that, and her organization of these box watchers, um, and what he's saying is that they have a right, the First Amendment right, to say, to, just to ask questions about what they're believing are people with, you know, that are ballot harvesting and that sort of thing. And he, he found it difficult to find a way to craft a decision that would stop or, or stop the intimidation, but at the same time not violate constitutional rights. Do you agree with the decision? Well, I, I don't like to disagree with federal judges on the air, uh, uh, Gatos, but um, <laughs> it, I, I, you know, it, I think there could have been, look, this is where judges make different decisions. I think there was a way to craft the decision here. Um, th- this is very difficult. There's only a few days left before before Election Day. Uh, you, these injunction hearings are, are usually, there's a standard there that has to be met. Um, and this judge, obviously, uh, Judge Liberty, was obviously looking very, very specifically at how do I do this without violating constitutional rights? That's what a judge should be doing. We can agree or disagree about that. Certainly there's an argument to be made on both sides here. But the problem is we don't have a lot of time to really brief it. And, and you know, th- this will be decided, but it'll be too late. So, uh, Barry, if you were, let's say you were Judge Barry, right? And you're on a TV yeah. show. And they gave you a TV show because Judge Barry's hilarious. And you got to craft the decision. What would you have done in a situation like this? Or you thought might have been something that maybe there was something you could do without stomping on the constitutional rights of these people and and whatnot. I, I think there certainly could have been ways. Again, this is me doing it without having researched it, without you know looking at the law and specifics on it. But you, you, there could have been ways to set up uh, where they were further away, uh, where they they were not in a position to intimidate as much. Um, you know, I think there's a difference between people just sitting there in, a, in their lawn chairs and, and eating pizza than people who are in tactical gear and, and carrying weapons. Um, 
But at the same time, those are also constitutional rights and, and, and state rights. So a pesky it's, constitution. It's a, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult thing to do. I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't understand these ballot box watchers. They're watching two boxes. There's over 30, I think, 35 different box drops that you can do in, in, in the Maricopa County. These are just the two that are outside. And on top of that, you know, you know how many bo- ballot boxes there actually are? Uh, thousands of them because they're called mailboxes. Exactly. Uh, right. So, so this is Don't just tell this, this is just it, it's a game. They're making this into a game. It's a show, and for some people it is intimidating. But I would suggest if you're afraid of being intimidated, take your ballot to any other mailbox or a different drop box. But it's 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 really quite unbelievable that we're even having to do this. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know what? She wasn't available, but you were pretty much worth it. Oh, you talking and about? Court, <laughs> I will say, you know, the court. The court did acknowledge. Judge Liberty did acknowledge that the plaintiffs and other and many voters that they that they are alarmed by the by the observers that they might be feeling intimidation about it. But the the information, the evidence that was presented to the judge, the defendant's conduct did not establish uh, a likelihood that the plaintiffs would prevail, and that's why he didn't issue the injunction. And that's the standard. So. It's again. It's a big. It's a big uh, balance with constitutional rights. But I think all of us would agree. At the end of the day, we want to make sure the constitutional rights of all Americans are protected. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Barry Markson, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm Barry actually Markson, looking at their website. Who's the Clean uh, Clean Election USA dot org? Tell everybody who that is again. Those are the people that are, I guess, ginning up the people to get themselves out there to watch the ballot uh, drop boxes, and they're the ones who have told these people to go on out there, and, man, they've got some uh, some stuff on here. Well, give me something, something uh, specific. Let's see here. Uh, Is, are, you, are you looking at something insane? Or oh, you, yeah, well, they've give got me something the, 10 ways they've, uh, the 10 ways the election was rigged in Maricopa County. Okay. They've got that, uh, you know, and they've got tons of ninja stuff on here. Jovan Pulitzer, who was that guy. That, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, you can go look. He found there was a predetermined algorithm running on machines in Maricopa County. Uh, 406,970 supreme determined outcome ballots that were there. Uh, when adjusted, 91.62 of these predetermined vote casts were for Joe Biden. 141 batches of ballots and boxes of evidence tampering. And they just break it down. Uh, it only used Roland Vote Secure Paper for 2020. That's non-secure, non-compliant commercial grade paper. The Sharpie Gates on here. Again, this is why I will never vote for someone who's an election denier. I will not do it. I don't. I don't care. It's the it's the top thing for me. You might have the greatest ideas to help, you know, Arizona or the country, but if you're an election denier, um, you're either gullible and you believe that crap, or you're lying on purpose. And I don't. You know, I know we have to vote for liars because they're all politicians, but that's why I'm never going to vote for an election denier. I I will never do that. And you know. Denying the election over and over again. People like Trump. People like Carrie Lake. She she basically this her whole campaign that she ran on. Then you get people like this who go out there and think that it's okay to sit and watch somebody drop off their their ballot uh, again. Is it okay? Are they allowed to do it? Yes, but should they? No, no. They're not doing anything. They're not patriots. They're not heroes. They're morons. They're they're absolute losers. They're misled, misguided, and they're so stuck in their in in their bubble that it's 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 sad. It's sad. What do they think they're going to do? They're going to uncover. Are you going to take someone's truth? ballot? No. What are you going to do? They're going to take a picture of somebody who may be delivering five hundred ballots. Yeah. Which isn't happening because I heard one day there was nobody that even came to that ballot. Somebody box. wants to take a picture of you. 
holding a ballot? Somebody wants to take a picture of your license plate? Hold, you know? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, somebody's going to get hurt. And listen, I mean, the judge knows the law. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe this is, again, is it is it all about your First Amendment right? Absolutely. Yeah, it played a huge role today. But As it should, because of course if we go should. stepping on this, then right. we could say stuff that, hey, you can't do this and you can't do that. It's just it too bad they don't have a brain in their head that should say, you know what, there's probably something we shouldn't do. And it's not really helping anybody. It's only making our state look stupid. And so, we don't really need a lot of help. No, we don't need help on that. <laughs> All right. We do not need help on any of that. Coming up next. Uh, trapped in rubble? Don't worry. We'll send a rat to rescue you. Oh, just what everybody wants when you're trapped in rubble. We'll explain next on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. Michael Jackson when he was little and not weird and creepy and touching kids. Uh, why are we playing this? Uh, because Ben was a great movie. You guys ben? Remember yeah, Ben. It's a movie about a rat. Ew. Yeah, that was Ben. And it uh, starred uh, Walton, John Boy. And uh, we're talking about that because Apopo, which is a Belgian nonprofit company that has been doing a lot of cool stuff in places like Africa for uh, tuberculosis. They train rats to... Sniff out tuberculosis, but also to sniff out landmines and to go and see because they can step on stuff. Well, now they're going to do it for like natural disasters, earthquakes and stuff. And with these, they're going to put little cameras on them so they can look for survivors because they'll whip in and out of stuff. How cool is that? So if I'm like trapped in like. And you're terrified of rats and you've got the worst thing that's ever happened to you. It's all on top of you. No, thank you. Just They're going to send a rat in to get you. No, I'm good. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. If I'm stuck in rubble. And I'm in the middle of a natural disaster, and you want to send a rat to come get me? I've had a nice life. I think I'm done. It's going to have a little, like, GPS in no. there so it can pinpoint oh. where you... And, oh. and I think the camera's only on it so we can see the sheer terror in the people's oh. faces oh. when uh, they, they, you know... Could they, you have picked a different animal? I Probably not. No, probably not. Because you need something like a weasel. Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Like a mink? You could do a mink. Disgusting. It's disgusting. You could do a mink. Do you really think that rats are going to save people? Yeah. You do? I think they're so smart. They can train them. Absolutely. I didn't know rats were smart. Oh, they're so, so smart. Because if I had one wish, Becky Lane, it would would be to get rid of every rat on the planet. Well, look what you would be doing. What would I be doing? People who have needed these rats and have gotten rid of them. You know, I remember having the story on Arizona's Evening News. Earlier this year, not just not this part of the story, but the fact that they were training these rats to do all of these fantastic things. Yeah. Like what? Well, like, like he said, they can sniff out diseases. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're great. But dogs can do that too, can't they? Yeah, dogs can. But you know what? A dog's not going to be able to squeeze through no. a lot of these areas like this because right. they do use cadaver dogs. And that's the thing you don't want. The goal is to get to the person before they become a cadaver. So I'm very serious here. Like on 9 11. When those towers went down, could they have sent these rats 
I know yeah. how crazy this Apparently sounds. Apparently so, yeah. yeah. Into, into the rubble. I, I don't know if any, you know, I think. There was a few were, survivors. There was like one, I thought. Yeah. Like they pulled one person out. That's what I thought. But, but how many of them might have been alive? Maybe. They just couldn't get through. Like in a yeah. crevice? Yeah. And these rats are small enough to get in there. And and you don't want to get out. Say what you want. I know you're trying to be funny. But if you were trapped in something like that, you wouldn't even notice if a rat was sniffing around you, and if you did, you'd you know that would be the least. Well, if of you your saw worries. it coming at you and it had a camera on it, you'd think, okay, this is not your normal rat. You'd probably go, what is that? Or yeah. I really have been hit hard on the head. Yes, I'm. I'm, in, I'm looking yes. at weird stuff. Yes, and you know what's funny is last night I watched. Uh, there's a series on Netflix now by uh, Guillermo del Toro, the great horror director, <gasps> called Cabinet of Curiosities. I want to watch it, where he's got all of his different like friends who are who are directors, and one of them is about rats. That steal dead bodies and take them down, and you see them kind of drag it off. And the first time I when I when I, I thought of this this week, I'm like, could you imagine that? Oh, oh, it's creepy. It's I, so good. I don't know how these rats are going to penetrate the rubble. They, I, I know that they can squeeze in and out of places. See, but, man, that's the whole point. You you and I would look and say, oh, how could anything get in there? I they can't. I don't know who thinks about this stuff. People who are going. How do we get people? Scientists. Yeah, scientists. Yeah. yeah. I saw a rat in New York. I thought it was a cat. That video of that rat pulling that piece of pizza, piece of pizza. Yeah. down the subway. Did you see that rat a couple months ago that looked like it's on steroids? Uh, I don't no? know. It's like, what's going on, guys? I just got my swole on. It was like a little Mike Broomhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rats are being trained to rescue earthquake survivors. Ben. I've never seen Ben. Oh is that God. on your list of scary movies? No, but it's a great movie. It should be. And if There's you saw The one. Last Suicide Squad, uh, there was the lady who controlled all the rats. Yep. Couldn't watch that movie either. She controlled all the rats <laughs> in the world. She had this thing, and she would just, and they would just do mm-hmm. anything. Oh, that was awesome. Like Batman controls the bats. Does he? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. He's a rich guy with a lot of uh, with some well, sneaky Well, he has a technology, and bats are flying rats. That's what they are. That's true. Okay. Coming up next... Becky Lynn has her 3.30 newscast. What? She's got the headlines, but we're going to hold them up. We call that segment Holding Up the Headlines. We interrupt, react to the day's top stories, plus some snark. Some snark. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. It's 3.30 and you know what that means. Time for us, Gatos and Chad, to hold up the headlines. And with those headlines, here's Becky Lynn. Arizona votes. Well, the election is just days away, and polling shows some tight races across the board in Arizona. KTAR's Ballin Overstoles uh, spoke with both sides and has more live in the newsroom. Former Republican gubernatorial candidate Christine Jones tells KTAR Donald Trump's endorsements still carry a lot of weight in Arizona. I was a little surprised at some of these races where the people were sort of left on the side of the road for dead. Trump made an endorsement and their numbers just skyrocketed. But experienced Democratic campaign manager Tony Canney says a tight race was always expected, pointing to Democrat U.S. Senator Mark Kelly's re-election campaign. I think that they feel comfortable, but they always knew it was going to be close. Okay. That's how it is in Arizona. Live in the News Center, Bowen Overstoles, KTAR News. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. I beg to differ. Uh, I think that uh, Katie Hobbs thought she was going to run away with this thing. I think she thought it was hers, uh, uh, yep. not even to lose. I think she just thought it was hers. I'm showing up and, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that's it. And I think uh, Mark Kelly thought he was going to run away with this thing. 
and he didn't. Yeah, uh, and it, you know, it's and a lot of it is uh, it's it's uh, it's the country we live in right now. Things are not good. Things are not going well, and they're being run by Democrats. And some of some of it's certainly the Democrats' fault. Plus, during midterms, yeah. we you we know flip it. even even when times are good, we, we tend to go okay. This party has too much power. Right. Uh, we're going to give some back to the other side. I still can't tell you who who's going to win. I mean, I I don't think anybody can really predict it now. It's too close. Um, even though there was uh, a lake plus eleven, I don't I don't necessarily believe that. Um, it's probably what it what, what you know Lake thought it could be, but you know the other polls show Hobbs plus one or or Lake plus three. Yeah. So I don't know where we're getting election night. I have no idea. We'll we'll be here right with you. <laughs> That's all I can say. All night. We're holding up the headlines. A new state law could trigger more automatic recounts after widening oh, the margin yeah. of votes. Scott Jarrett with the Maricopa County Elections Department breaks down the expected timeline for the recount. The filing officer that will initiate that recount happens after the Secretary of State's canvas, so that's December 5th. And then they will look to go immediately to court, hopefully that same day. The Secretary of State's office then will conduct something they call a logic and accuracy test in all 15 counties. The County Elections Department expects to complete the the recount process by the end of December. Wow. What this triggers is, a recount? They have a, a margin of yeah, a margin. So that if they like have to within, win by. Yeah. And it's got, it's much 15, bigger. 15,000? 15,000, I think, but it was like 200 and something, I believe. Oh, wow. And is the recount going to be hand counted? I don't know. See, that's, that. you know, I've always known if if there is a race and it is close, you're going to have a recount. I yeah. get it. I get it. I, I I'll I'll pull in the the governor's race. Is that race going to be so close that we don't know the winner by the night or by the next day? I don't. What, what were you talking about yesterday? Right. If if Hobbs isn't up by eight or so, experts say it, at the beginning of the night when the big dump comes at eight. Yeah, that big dump. And if Hobbs isn't up by five to eight percent, she's going to lose. Yeah, that's what the experts say, because the Democrats are going to jump out to a lead because a lot of their ballots are already in. Republicans, I think, are when we already know this, will go to the polls. A lot of them this time, probably more than we've seen in the past. Um, it's going to be a busy day. Too. That's is. the other thing, because there's there might be people in line, because once you're in line, even if they close, quote, unquote, at you're eight, good. you're still good. You might be you're, you might not be able to drop your ballot off till nine or ten. You're still counting that ballot. I, I've got a feeling we're not going to know who wins. I'm going to say this. I don't think we'll know any race the night of. Oh, I think we'll know some races. I, I don't we'll think we'll know some. a couple big ones. I'm talking the big ones. Do you think you'll know the governor's no, race? I okay. do not. How about Secretary of State? That one's going to be close. Okay, how about Senate? Because that's the, these are just the three I'm talking I about. I think the Senate we will. Okay. We're holding up the headlines. Well, today is the last day to request a mail-in ballot for the November 8th midterm. Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richard tells KTAR's Barry Markson, you need to fill it out. And if you're going to mail it back, which they want you to, get it in the mail no later than Tuesday. So if you haven't mailed it by November 1st, then take it to any voting location. Take it to any drop box. And you can find those by going to locations.maricopa.vote. Maricopa County also is opening 44 more in-person voting locations and an additional dozen ballot drop boxes. There will be 223 polling locations open for this election. If you want one of those mail-in ballots, today's the deadline. Recorder.maricopa.gov God, there's going to be another dozen ballot drop... Where are we going to get all these ballot watchers? Is there a place you could drive up to, like like at the Home Depot, (laughs) but it's just ballot people? I need four to watch ballots over here! (laughs) But the mail-in ballot 
if you take it to a location, you're also part of the problem because you're slowing down everything. Well, if you take it to a location before November 8th, you're okay. You're okay. But if how the- many times do people in droves take that? Take the ballot that was mailed to them, fill it out, and on election day, drop it off at a location. Yeah. That's a backlog right there. Yeah, that doesn't help anybody. That's why we often don't know the, the yes. result. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the last ones to get caught. I call them lazy. That's lazy. Even lazy. I've, I've done it a couple times. Yeah, me too, unfortunately. We're holding up the headlines. New details in a break-in at Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco home. She was in Washington, D.C., but her husband was attacked by the intruder who allegedly was looking for the Speaker. The 42-year-old man police arrested inside of the Pelosi home who was attacking Paul Pelosi with a hammer was yelling, Where's Nancy? as he broke in through a back glass door, according to sources. Police say they're working on a motive, but sources tell us it is believed to have been a targeted attack on the Pelosi's. We are working closely with our partners from the FBI, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the U.S. Capitol Police, and our district attorney here in San Francisco County. Police Chief William Scott says Paul Pelosi and the alleged attacker were hospitalized. Charges will include burglary, attempted murder, and elder abuse. Alex Stone, EBC News. It's insane. He was. He is. It's insane. It's insane that we've had an attack on our Capitol. We had now an attack on Nancy Pelosi and her husband. She's second in the line to the presidency. She's the most powerful Congress. She's, mo- she's the most powerful. Uh, she's more powerful than the vice president. Okay, that's fair to say. And her house was now attacked and her husband was beaten. I do find it weird that they have all of that money and you don't have private bodyguards. You should. You should. But it is. And again, we've talked about this. It's the rhetoric on both sides. Yep. It has gotten out of hand, and now we have violence. We have violence. We had people trying to hang Mike Pence. Now we had people trying to now, you know, I do, go I and think kill all Nancy the Pelosi. I think this guy is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but I think he bought into a lot of wacky stuff. But and here's the rhetoric, Chad. Well, yeah, here's the rhetoric, and, you know. And he's not well, and so no. he actually goes... And does tries to do something about yeah. it. I mean, he was uh, he was man. He's the angels the, talking to angels. That's the big thing. And and the he's waiting for aliens. And he was, you know, he believes nine eleven's an inside. Jo- he was just and he went and did it because some people don't understand it's theatrics. Hmm. Uh, we're holding up the headlines. Between Kanye West's recent Twitter comments oh, and boy. anti-Jewish banners hanging on uh, Los Angeles' 405 freeway, conversations around anti-Semitism are on the rise, including right here in the Valley. In Arizona, anti-Semitic incidents went up 34% in the past year, according to the Anti-Defamation League. For Arizona State University's Jewish population, Debbie Yunker kale with ASU Hillel says anti-Semitism can feel ever-present. It may be a quiet week or month or year at ASU. That doesn't really calm them down. They still feel like, well, we don't know what's coming. Kale says spaces like Hillel want to give Jewish students and allies a safe sense of community. If they feel targeted, we want them to know that they can come to us and that we'll work with them to navigate further discussions. Brandon King, KTR News. Yeah, you know, it is rising, but you know, college is one of those places you have to look at too because they've got that, uh, uh, you know, pro-Palestine movement. A lot of places are, you know, uh, it's very much a, a lot of college students I've talked to, it, it feels like there's an undercurrent of 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 some some academia kind of feel of anti-Semitism. And then you couple that with the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Kanye, and then the other idiots out there who think that they're, you know, the rise of the Third Reich is coming and you've got a recipe for a nightmare. Uh, nobody should put a microphone in front of his face. No. 
Uh, he's not well either. No, he is not well. No, he. Is it, what did they say? He's manic. He's manic, and he's right now. He's uh, he's spiraling as as we speak. So he's so, bipolar. As bad as he is, and I do believe he's anti-Semitic. I mean, everything that he said, and um, he's also not well. And if you're putting a microphone in front of his face. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing it for entertainment purposes and that's, you know, part, that's partially on the media. Shame on you. It's called holding up the headlines. Coming up next, Chad's annual top five scary movies of all time. We do this every Halloween, uh, earlier, uh, number five, Friday the 13th, number four, checks, Texas chainsaw massacre. Chad's got three and two next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Love the song. Didn't you have him in here? Ray Parker Jr., I sang with him. I like to sing with the stars, too well known. You do. You do. Olivia Newton-John. Liberace. No, I never sang with Liberace. Missed out. Would have liked to. Anyway. In the something straight. At at 2.50. Chad gave us number five and number four on yeah. his all-time scary movies list. Friday the 13th, number five, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, number four. We do this every year, and Chad will give us number three and number two now, and number one at 450. All right, Chad, number three, scariest movie all time. It's a Halloween almost, and... Take it away. My favorite movie of all time, and uh, just this, well, that's all you need. Ah, little Halloween right there. Love it. Great movie. Love Amazing. It. Uh, it introduced the world to a young, uh, uh, you know, Miss, Miss Jamie Lee Curtis there. Top of that, you had uh, Donald Pleasance, oh. phenomenal actor, who actually was the third choice. For that, the first two were uh, Peter Cushing, who just finished doing Star Wars, and uh, 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 Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee said to the day to the day he died, he he was very upset that he didn't take that part. That they talked him out of because they only gave him twenty thousand dollars. Donald Pleasant, yes, played the part of what was his name? Doctor Loomis. When he spoke of Size. Michael Myers, yeah. yeah. That's what made it scary. Yeah. And we call him Michael Myers. If you watch the movie and see the credits, never once mentioned Michael Myers. It says The Shape. Because the whole thought process, it could be anything. It's the boogeyman. What's the boogeyman to you is something to somebody else. So they called him The Shape. The mask, as we know, is famous because it is William Shatner. (laughs) They had a couple bucks. Hollywood Boulevard. It was that or a clown mask. And they said, all right, we'll just do this. William Shatner. They came, they painted it, and boom, that was a win right there. But shot it in, I think, Pasadena. Not a lot of money for, up until several years ago, it was still the most uh, successful independent movie of all time. 1978. Yeah, and it was great. And, of course, as we know right now, Halloween ends, which we know it doesn't, is <laughs> in theaters. But it is the last time Jamie Lee Curtis will play uh, Laurie Strode. And it, it is a great movie. Uh, my favorite movie of all time, period. That is your favorite. Favorite all-time movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it makes number three on your list of horror movies. Yes. Wait, but, if it's your favorite movie all-time, why is it number one? Uh, because this is, these are Halloween movies. Okay, go ahead. Right. Number right. two. Uh, number two is the scariest of the bunch. And the scariest of the bunch, well, it was made for a whopping fifteen. Thousand dollars. My girlfriend Katie, she thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? 
footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. It's not the house. It's me. You cannot run from this. It will follow you. It's, it's not a ghost. What is it? So, Paranormal Activity was shot by a guy who was a... Are you ready for this? He was... <laughs> he was a coder who did Mortal Kombat 3... And he was a a, a guy who did, uh, what was it, uh, uh, like one of the first drawing things you could do on Microsoft. He shot it at his house. He kind of wrote a script, but he just brought people together. And then whoever kind of got along, they stayed there for a month and shot it. Took him two years to edit it. He took it to one film festival, and everybody liked it. And then Steven Spielberg bought it, his, his group. And they thought, uh, Spielberg, look at this. We bought this. It didn't cost a lot of money. And he's like... Let's not reshoot it. Let's do it. But let's change the ending because the ending of the movie in in the first one is she dies. Uh, as we all know, spoiler alert, she doesn't. Uh, the movie went on to when they I, I just love the way that they did the trailers. And when you went to see it, because it wasn't released wide. But what is it about? It is about a ghost or something. An a entity. Pro- entity. Something that's haunting this girl. But the way it was filmed and the creepiness and just the subtle things that It looks that like happen. a documentary, Yeah, right? and the weird thing about watching somebody sleep all night, too, is in darkness is uh, creepy. Yeah. The thing I love, though, the trailer is all they did was show the faces of the people watching the movie freaking out. And then they said at the end of it, go tell your theater you want this. It oh. did almost $200 million. It cost 275000 total with uh, all the promotions. Because you make a good point. You do watch this couple sleep because they put cameras all over their home and you're watching it and you're like there's no movement there's no movement it's dark and then they show the clock and it's like three o'clock yeah, and then it'll go the fast and then it'll slow down and then you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna fill my shorts something's gonna happen and here. it's just something lo- subtle like that this like a curtain moves or something yeah oh but oh and then the whole thing with the baby powder oh Love it. Now, Love I've it. seen that. Yes. I filled my shorts. Fantastic. All right. filling somebody else's. Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I already forgot again. Uh, Halloween. Halloween. Paranormal activity. Yeah. You're not good at this. No. Coming up next, midterm mayhem. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, the fake outrage about Fox 10 oh. rigging the gubernatorial we call election. Should 10? 